Hey everyone, and welcome to the pod. I'm Jen Oceana. And I'm Bridget Aileen. Here at the Uplifted Pod, our mission is simple. Follow what lights you up and find your people who feel the same. We are here to have fun, play, inspire, and empower you to align with your highest self. Hola. Hello. Welcome back. Buenas tardes. <laughs> What's that? That's like good morning, I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I do, I don't know any Spanish because I copied up Bridget my whole oh freshman my year of high school. Yep. My freshman year of high school, I actually got recommended to not continue. You know how they like recommend like where you go, like what level? She was like, don't, you don't. For Spanish? Yeah. She just told me like, don't continue with it. I was really bad. I like could not get the Poor concept. Euro. Was that her name? Yeah. No, I would never have remembered that. I was so not present in that class. Oh my gosh. But it was funny because I feel like the because the high school, I feel like everyone thought you had to take two years of language, but it's because they like made you think you had to take two years. And I was like, guys, I'm positive it's only one year. They just like try to make you think you have to take two. That's really funny. And I only took one. I actually really enjoyed Spanish. Just I love my thing. Yeah. I would love to learn that. I spoke language. the language of the stars. <laughs> stars. Stop. Stop. All right. Um Wait, this is actually something I want to, I've been wanting to share with the pod that I like keep forgetting and it's so not related to anything we're talking about today. So lately I've been doing, I've been telling you about this. I've been doing eye exercises. Oh yeah. How's it going? It's fucking very nice. Like, <laughs> all right. How do you do it? So I was listening to a podcast the other day and I was, again, Amanda Bucci, Alec, Aaron Alexander. And he was like, and I was walking and he was like, just look up at the trees. And I looked up and I was like, Oh my God, that feels so good. Not just like actually looking at the trees, like having my eyeballs go up. And then he was saying how like, we're so used to looking down or like looking forward that we don't use those muscles to look up. And he was saying like, you could literally like strengthen your eyeballs and like change the shape of like your eye openings when you do that with whether that's true or not, whatever. But I was like, wow, this feels really freaking good. So now every morning I like start and I just like literally look up. And then I kind of just like make my way all the way to the left as far as I can by still looking up and then all the way to the right. And I just move it around and you can literally feel your eye pulling like that. It's like not in a bad way, like that you're strengthening it. I have two exciting things to say about this. Number one, Eric must be reading the same book. Does it talk about eye gazing in there? I haven't finished it, but I, he because is reading the same one because I feel like I know he he's is. reading the yeah. same book. And he's like, Bridget, like, let's eye gaze tonight. We haven't yet. Um, or Wait, like, we haven't done it yet. Wait, that's yeah. so funny because when you talked about eye gazing on one of the podcasts, that I asked Dan to do it with me like that night, and he, we did it. It was like so fun. But, like, that's so funny. The second is that in yogic um, practices, there's what's called your drishti, and different. Um, different like yoga practice will have a different drishti and drishti means where you put your gaze so sometimes it'll be up and in toward the third eye sometimes it'll be up like you can see what my eyes are doing yeah yeah they're like they're like rolling back almost um and then there's one where you look toward your nose and the the eyes about like one ten or nine tenths open or something like that yeah and you're kind of looking around so you're using you're using the the muscles of the eye. Well, you have to think too, like when you have a child who is like maybe their one eye is maybe turning in or not developing as strong, they wear an eye patch to strengthen that other eye because that other eye has to actually do all the work. So like our eyes are super important and like strengthening them and like working with them. And um, an Ayurvedic practitioner can tell your imbalances by looking at your eye, Dude. the colors of the eye, um, like if there's red or yellow or if it looks dull. 
and you probably lack ohas and all these things cool yeah but that would be so fun to learn about i love i don't know enough but i could give us like a basic overview right now or like whenever it serves you when it serves okay i'm like oh my god so scary no no yeah um i don't know why i just been really wanting to share that because i feel like it was like a fun tip that i do and i feel like it makes my eyes like look a little bit more open in the morning like when i'm a little sleepy yeah try it out guys stretch your eyes um okay so on the flip side we're gonna talk about binge eating today (laughs) what a segue that's all i have to say no segues for me i'm like literally just like okay let's dive in um so i actually been really wanting to talk about binge eating for since we started yeah it's something i am very familiar with Mm -hmm. and i felt like i have a lot to share about it um so I struggled with binge eating. I literally cannot give you the dates. I have no idea how many years ago. I mean, at least three years ago at this point, I would say. And for the length of time, maybe like for three years. Mm -hmm. Um, This was before. It was actually, it was kind of almost at the end when I was kind of ending it, ending it, recovering from it, Mm -hmm. however you want to word it. That was when it started becoming like more known and eventually got put into the DSM Oh, really? Yeah, for it like... wasn't a, in there mm-mm. as an eating disorder? Mm-mm. Like, oh. it, like, wasn't an actual diagnosed eating disorder at that time. But I'm pretty sure. I, like, feel confident in saying that. Um, I could be wrong, though. But, yeah, so <clears throat> I really struggled with binge eating for, like, three years. I actually went to therapy for it. It was not, like, a little bit of binge eating. It was full-on what you would picture binge eating. However, you would never look at me and have known because... I didn't gain weight from it because first of all, I don't know why I didn't, but I also worked out a lot to counteract it. Mm-hmm. It was very negative, but, um, so that was the relationship. It's like, it was a lot the, of food must work out. Total cycle, total yeah. negative cycle. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like, yeah, I went to therapy for it and I just struggled for a very long time with it and like, just did not know how to, how to stop. And it was really, really tough for me. And I now recovered from it. It has been for many years now. I don't like to use re- recovered, but now I just don't, mm. I don't binge eat anymore. So it's like not part of your reality. Yeah. Anymore. Talk about dreams. That was one of my dreams to so like not actually wait. So funny. When I went to that therapist for my binge eating, uh, she had me write down, thir- I think 30 things I wanted to do before I was 30. And one of them on there was to be able to have a jar of almond butter in my house and not, and not binge eat on it because I oh, loved oh, almond butter, but, and yeah. like peanut butter and that kind of stuff. Actually, I like, can't eat peanut butter anymore really because I binge ate on, mm-hmm. on it so bad um I loved it but I couldn't have it around because I binge ate it and it was like so annoying so I'd want it when I wasn't in a binge mm-hmm. just like in a normal setting but um and now I have like 25 different flavors all of the 25 <laughs> but I have like I'll buy like multiple at a time <laughs> yeah so I have like six yeah. in my cabinet <laughs> I'm like That's so funny like I can handle myself um yeah so speaking of dreams that was one of my dreams be able to have almond butter in my house that's so full circle yeah so full circle um you might see but I really want to share how I kind of like was able to stop binge eating because mm-hmm. I was able to really recognize what was happening. Yeah. Um, Bridget also, you know, struggled with binge eating too. Yeah. Right? It's so interesting because Jen and I have been talking about this topic since we started the podcast and I've been like, oh, like not, I don't know, like not excited to talk about it. And right before we started recording, I was like, I've never kind of written down or put everything together but things are starting to kind of like make sense and really for me when I was younger 
I dealt with more like restrictive eating and not eating enough. Um, and for me, it was like about control. Like I wouldn't want to go out to eat because I wanted to control what was like on my plate. Um, you know, I was really into health and nutrition, but I was really into it by like counting all my calories and just being very over obsessive, working out too much, all those things. So there came a time when I don't know, the flip side happened and I would not eat enough and then I would totally binge at night. And it was typically at night. Yeah, me too. My binges were at night too. Totally at night. I would wake up. I would feel so terrible. Um, and at this point I was smoking weed still. So I would like smoke weed to make myself feel better and then kind of go through the cycle, you know, drink coffee. Like it just wasn't, wasn't really an exciting way to be operating. And for me, I guess it's been a lot of just reevaluating my relationship with myself, reevaluating my relationship with like what's happening in my life, because I also saw it as a mirror for what was going on in my outer world and maybe not being really that satisfied with my outer world. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to satisfy myself in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like for me, the reason I kept wanting to talk about it, it was such a significant time in my life. It mm -hmm like overtook my life. Like I had days, um, I remember at one point it getting really, really bad. And when I'm talking binge eating, I'm not, I'm not talking like, you know, you overeat a little bit. I was like full fledged yeah. eating an entire jar of like peanut butter mm -hmm. binge eating, like a full uh, plus more, mm -hmm. you know, like full fledged binge eating. Um, just for those of you, I don't know, not saying anyone was or like you weren't. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like in general, like it was. That's what it was for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was for me. And I had days that, like I said, it got really bad at one point. And I remember I had to like actually call out work for the next day because I was so full and like would mm -hmm. not have been able to function at work. And I also mm -hmm. wanted to like go work out and work it off. And I just, it was such a negative cycle. And again, like I, I feel like, I don't know, going to therapy weirdly like didn't really actually help, but it was kind of just like nice to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I want to talk about, let me get to it. I want to talk about like really what helped me yeah. and I was able to see it. Yeah. What helped you? So I feel like the first thing that really helped me was when I decided to go plant-based and I'm not saying it's because I went plant-based, mm -hmm. but this is why. So a lot of people would be like, you know, you're not eating enough calories. And I'd be like, I really feel like I am though. And I was never felt like I was starving myself. I like literally like couldn't do that. Like, to be honest, I definitely had tried to starve, not starve myself, but mm -hmm. to, even when you're hungry to not eat. And I like literally couldn't do that. So I was always never, I would never was like depriving myself of food. I felt like where I was like really hungry and not eating. I just wasn't doing that. So I'm like, I'm eating what I want in the day. So I don't think I'm depriving myself. When I went plant-based, when you go plant-based, you obviously are in, in taking a lot more carbs generally, because when you're getting your protein, there's usually carbs in it. So I would not like usually want like a full banana because it's a lot of calories and yada, yada. But I was looking up all these recipes and having a lot more carbs. It was me depriving myself of carbs. Mm. And I didn't realize that I was doing that because I was too scared to eat like two bananas for like mm. a banana smoothie. Mm. Like that was one of the meals I just remember having when I went plant-based. Like, so I was kind of restricting myself of carbs on like unintentionally. Right. What you're saying is like reminding me of exactly, I knew this would happen. It's yes, reminding I, me of like what happened also. Cause I was so into like nutrition and health that I would like overthink it all. And I would, my relationship with certain foods was like really unhealthy. Like 
I don't, can't even think of anything specifically, but I think bananas are a good example because they've kind of been demonized. Totally demonized. Like, okay, Horribly. Sugar, yada, yada, yada. They're not even high in sugar, people. Like, go look at, like, an Oreo and a banana. They're not even fucking totally. close. Honestly, that's, like, a... When I talk about triggers is when people say there's too many sugars and fruits, whatever. And then eat processed Let's, But, like, also, yeah. My mom was like, why would I eat, like, a banana when I can have, like, an Oreo? I'm like, because a banana has tons and tons of, like, yeah. fiber and nutrients and all different shit in mm-hmm. it. Actually, I don't know how much fiber is in a banana, regardless. And the Oreo has More fiber. than the Oreo. So, like, that's why. Like, yes, does it have sugars? Yes. But, like, let's not be afraid of sugars in fruit. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I feel like, for me, it was about, like, re-establishing my relationship with food. Um, I also would do something where I, like, would be like, oh, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. And then consume far too many snacks. So, one thing that really helped me was, like, having, like, real meals. Yeah. Because I, like, wouldn't eat real meals. I'd be like, oh, I'm not really the hungry. And then eat an entire bag of chips. Yeah. Yeah. And then be like, oh my God, I can't move. I feel terrible. So it's been reestablishing like habits for me around like my eating and like ritual, being slow, doing the things. Yeah. I feel like too, in like diet culture, you know, it's like protein, protein, protein. So I was listening to that, like thinking I was doing what was right, but I wasn't having enough carbs. And my body was like, that's why you're binging at night because are you eating to satisfy your like caloric needs? Yes. But, like, your body's craving carbs and, like, actually needs them. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, it was so unintentional. But I realized it when I went plant-based. Like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know I could have, like, a banana. Mm. Or, like, a banana smoothie or, like, two bananas, like, mm-hmm. in one sitting. Like, I thought it was bad. And mm. it really – once I started doing that, I was, like, oh, I just needed carbs. <laughs> yeah. And I've tried, like – because I was so interested in, like, health and nutrition for so long – I've tried like so many different diets. You know, I was vegetarian for about two years. I've done keto. I've done paleo. I've done, you know, name all the diets. And for me, it was still this act of restriction, which is something that like was triggering in the first place. That's how all this like started. Um, So I eat meat. I eat plant-based. I eat food, but I don't restrict myself. Like I don't, and that feels really, really yeah. good for me. Yeah. Like, to have freedom and just know that I'm putting, like, real foods into totally. my body. And I, that's why I wanted to emphasize it wasn't the the plant-based diet. But that's what... It, it like, showed not, me yeah. the carbs. Right. So, yes, like, totally. Like, right. you know, is plant-based restrictive? Technically, yes, it is. Yes, yeah, so... But not if it doesn't feel like But then it you. showed me to not restrict certain foods. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So interesting. What else for you? Um, oh, timing of meals and intuitive eating. So I, it's funny. I have like a summer that really sticks out to me when I stopped binge eating. And I remember my workout schedule was like, I did like cardio more so every other day. And I lifted in between, you know, every other day. And I began to see that the days I did cardio, the next day I was hungrier, obviously, because you have burned more calories generally. And so in the past, say I ate breakfast at like, I don't know, nine o'clock. If it was 11 o'clock, I'd be like, you just ate two hours ago. This is past binge eating, Jen. You just ate two hours ago. You can't eat another meal. Just wait like two more hours until like it's lunchtime. So it makes sense. But during the summer, I was like, that summer when I, you know, started figuring everything out, I was like, no, I'm hungry. Who gives a shit? Like, if I want to have my lunch right now, I'll have my lunch. I'm clearly hungry and I clearly need it. And so I was really just listening to those hunger cues Mm -hmm. of like, 
It doesn't matter. Like, first of all, meal times are made up anyway. It's not even it's not even real. So who says I can only eat at this time? Like if mm-hmm. you're hungry, you just need to eat something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was like a huge, huge one for me, which is like kind of intuitive eating and listening to when I'm hungry. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because when you felt what it feels like after a binge session, you don't have hunger cues anymore. Like you and the are guilt. putting your body into like a totally different state. Yeah. And the guilt and all the you know emotional things that come with that. But I think for me, I also had to like learn what it felt like to be hungry again, because I would have like weird cycles of going through these things. And I was like, am I even hungry? Like, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So like listening to those cues and finding Ayurveda was also helpful. So Ayurveda does have times of the day where you should eat. Um, I don't know if you know. Yes, I actually have seen this. Yes. So basically it says that around 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is when the fire element is like the sun's out. Um it's the brightest, it's the hottest, and your body is most primed for, like, digestion. So you should eat your largest meal during 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. That's what Ayurveda says. And it's, like, a huge gap, though, too. Right, right. Yeah. Were you saying, like, more it was, like, 12 o'clock must eat, like, that kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Like, I, it's, like, you just ate two hours ago. You sh- mm-hmm. you you were not hungry, but it was, like, bitch, yes, I am. Right. <laughs> like, calm down. Right. And, like, listening to your body. Yeah. And I typically don't have, like, a breakfast, I would say. I'll have, like, some really? fruit and Oh, my God. Yeah, this is my favorite that, meal. Really? I'm not that hungry in the morning. Um, I like to work out fasted. I'll have like, I have my coffee with coconut oil uh, and some almond butter and cinnamon. So I guess that gives me like a little bit, but I'm typically not hungry in the morning. See, that's like a perfect example. It's like, you're just listening. You're not having breakfast because XYZ told you you have to, right. where I'm like, no, I'm hungry in the morning. I love to eat. And you're and like, I'm not. Good. This is good. Cause we also have different, um, this, I hope anyone's listening to this can show you that like there's no one right way no there's so there's so not it, and that's what's exciting and that's why diets don't work because well typically you know quote unquote diet because that's one way of doing things when your body is unique and you're an individual so you have your own way of doing things mm-hmm, like you for have sure to start to listen and I think what also started to help me unravel this was doing some of the inner work yeah um I was saying to Jen before we started that like this period of my life, I don't have a program going right now. Like I plan to launch again in May. Um, I have my women's circles. I have other coaching that I'm doing, but I feel like a little bit at a standstill and it's uncomfortable because my body like wants to physically move. I want to be like starting something, creating something, promoting something, and it feels uncomfortable. So I've noticed a pattern like the last couple of days of just like eating like a little bit more. And I try not to like characterize it as binge at this point because it doesn't feel like that. It's like once you binge and then you overeat, you you know the difference. <laughs> it's very different. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I could feel my body. I no, remember yeah. binge eating and literally being like physically in pain, like, like can't breathe. My joints. No. Yes. Yes. Like, I remember my morning. stomach would like yep. hurt. So <laughs> like bad. be actually sore, sore. like bruised sore. feeling. Um. So having that awareness mm-hmm. and then being like, okay, you know what? Maybe the reason I'm kind of overeating lately is because I feel uncomfortable and I'm trying to you know, take in more because I feel like I should be doing more. So maybe you can all start to look at your life and be like, why am I doing this? Like literally what's happening? You know, I think that's important to share because I, I think for you, like, I think a lot of your binge eating journey was more like spiritual or trying to satisfy something mm-hmm. you didn't have mm-hmm. where I think a lot of mine was like overworking out and not eating and like not like nourishing myself the proper way versus like more like it's not really energetic for me if that makes sense maybe not energetic but 
I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I feel like yours were more like trying to take it. Like you know how people comfort eat or eat when they're stressed. Like I was never like that. It's like I ate because I wasn't eating enough. Yep. Yep. So why do people have these cycles? Like what is happening? Is it our food culture? Like is it our self worth? Is it our relationship with our body? My relationship with my body was shit for so long. What do you mean cycles? Um, did I say cycles? Yeah. I I think you said. Why do people have these cycles? Yeah, like why? Because this is a common thing. Binge eating? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's, yeah, it's diagnosed. Yeah. Like, I wonder what it is, like, and what you think. Yeah, that's actually a really good question I've actually never thought about. Mm. You know, I wanted to share it too, because I I believe a lot of people do binge eat. Mm. And so that's a, and I, I, I don't know um diet culture mm-hmm. um being feeling alone yeah feeling stressed out you know it's also a form of control you know totally so such a good point it's such a form of control in your life your relationship um with your kids with your marriage like anything you know that you can control what you put into your body for the most part i'm actually so happy you brought that point up because i forgot about that i I'm a very, like, controlling person. I like to control, like, everything, how my life goes. It's so funny because I don't see that from you. Wait, I when I tell people, oh, my God, I feel like I'm so <laughs> controlling. When I tell people that, like, at work, they were, like, the one person was, like, wait, really? I'm very controlling, too. So they lay back. I think when I'm by myself, I'm more controlling when I'm with other people. It's, like, you yeah. got to, I can, like, learn to, like, just chill. Yeah. Um, But I felt like for me even though you can control what you're putting in your body, binge eating was a time for me to like let go of control because I was like literally in like a trance state of like, I don't have to control anything. I can, I'm just going to go, go, go. Like I, I was able to like be free. Whoa. Totally forgot about that feeling. Yeah. It was like a time to be free. Oh my gosh. I remember like those episodes too. Just literally trance reaching for anything. Anything. No thought. No, no thought. There was no connection to the body. Mm, Oh, like scavenger. I remember, <laughs> I can, I remember one time when I started learning that I was like binge eating and how to, how it felt. I remember I was like setting my coffee up and I was going so fast because I just wanted to go binge. And then I like caught that I was like starting to get in. Oh. It's like a trance like yeah. state. And I caught myself and I was like, Oh my God, slow down. Yeah. Like you were in a trance almost. Yeah. It's really sad. Wow. And it doesn't feel good to be in that place. And it's like, you know, I remember reading books. It's like when you're binging, just, you know, go for a walk when you, you're feeling it coming on. It's like, it's hard to stop it when you're in that trance. Yeah. It's recognizing it. But then you have to dig deeper into why those the binge eating is occurring for you in the first place. And again, it's not easy to ask yourself those questions. No. No, it's not. Mm. Um, another thing I want to say that I was doing was overdoing it on the cardio. Um, so it was funny because last year I started running a lot more than I used to and, or like that I I started doing running as my main form of working out. And I started noticing at night that like, I wanted Mm -hmm. to have more snacks. It was not binge eating. It was just like wanting extra snacks. And I was like, why is this happening? Like, you know what Ayurveda would, I just had a connection. Cardio is Vata, it's movement. So it's like that scavenger, like all over the place energy. Cause I think of like a binge as like very erratic very yeah oh yeah totally scattered very movement oriented so when you're working out cardio you know you're going you're going you're in movement that creates like increases like so you crave oh my gosh wow yeah yeah very interesting wow yeah because I started noticing that at that time that like I was like craving more snacks and I was like what's going on and like I was immediately able to be like 
oh, I'm running, like I'm doing too much cardio because in the past I would do cardio as punishment. I wasn't even purposely doing it. I was just enjoying myself. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing too much cardio. Like my body is first of all, low on calories. They're lower on calories. So it's like, it's trying to like tell me Mm -hmm. to eat. Mm -hmm. So it's recognizing like your, how much cardio and how much exercise you're doing. Even Mm -hmm. exercise and movement's great. Don't overdo it. Right. And recognize that. Well, and so your body also wants to ground itself because if you're going and going and going, it also wants like something heavier to kind of weigh it down to bring balance back. Oh my into gosh. That's really interesting. So like that go, go, go. And I bet, I mean, so a lot of our culture is go, go, go all the time, very all over the place, very, um, there's just so much happening. So that's very Vata elevating. So literally, physically, we also want the opposite. We want the ground. Oh my earth. god! Think about what you were eating too, like because I was always eating sweets, um, like heavy food. I literally would eat peanut butter, anything heavy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. For anything. Me too. Oh my god! I would eat my parents' leftovers. I would eat my the leftovers. leftovers. Oh my god! I, I ate my roommate's leftovers too, and she like did not let me live it down for a very long time. I was mm. the worst roommate. Mm ever. Sorry to my roommates in college. I was not very good. I'm very different now. I would never do any of that stuff. I'd actually be like a kick-ass roommate. So <laughs> so what can we recommend to people now who are dealing with this? Like maybe they just start to notice this pattern. What would help them? So I think taking the tips that we were just also like saying all of those different tips, like don't worry about times of the day to eat and, you know, pay attention to how much you're working out. Um, pay attention to like your body and how you're feeling. And are you getting into that mesmerized state when you feel like you're about to binge, you know, like, are you lacking something in your life currently that you're trying to cope with it and deal with it? And something for me that like kind of would help sometimes maybe would help you is like, binge eating isn't going to make that issue any better. And I know that's so easy to say. And like back in my binge eating days, I'd be like, Hey, but I'm still in a trance state, like wanting to eat everything. Yeah. So it's, I think I, I gave the tips that like really helped me, but I think everyone is different. And again, that was Finn. That's why I was texting Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're downstairs. Um, yeah, I think it's just like recognizing, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I think everything you're saying was so awesome. Um, and Eric just came down. Yeah. We, so we, we just got really, really <laughs> I like, I've never seen you in like a tie. I don't know. I got, it looks nice. Thanks. All right. Well, we'll, we'll wrap this up for everyone. Um, we hope our tips helped you. Yeah. And I hope that like, I mean, I think our whole intention was like in sharing these experiences of vulnerability and like things that maybe not everyone talks about, like you can feel less alone. You can feel like you are, you're still supported. Like you're not, you're not out there alone. Yeah. Again, it's always like, I feel like that always comes back to it. It's like, you're not alone. Yeah. Maybe that should be hashtag. Hashtag you're not alone. Oh, I like that. Love. All right. Hashtag it. Hashtag you're not alone, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. Love you so much. If you guys like this, you can rate us on iTunes. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, we'd love that. I have an Android, so I can't even write reviews. Isn't that so silly? Why? Cause, oh, because iTunes, iTunes is the only site that you can Dang. do that on. Well, if you have an iPhone, do that. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. You're not alone. All right. We'll see you guys next love you. week.